Well, hello, Mr. David. Thanks for joining us today. It's great to have you, you on, my friend. Thank you. Yeah. Well, let's let's kind of jump in, man. So, uh, you know, I, I was uh, purchasing a bunch of stuff from Concrete Comics, you know, so I got Acolyte, I got Absolver, mm -hmm. I got Odina. And then I get this little message like, where's Decimation Earth? I'm like, dude, I didn't know, man. I'm like literally brand new to this whole universe. And I'm like, right. all right, let's do it, my friend. Let's do it. So I, I immediately went on and, and bought the first two issues. I think there's mm -hmm. only two as of right now, right, David? Right. There's only two as of right now. The third one right now is with our our, our second artist. Uh, okay. Our first artist is Sean Aline. He's the one that did our first, first two books. Mm -hmm. Our third book is being done by Bernie Cook. Okay. Um, so those are the two artists that will be working on Decimation Earth going forth. Um, so you will only see art from those two individuals. For That's this awesome. Well, I could tell you the art in the first two issues are next level. So I'm super excited to see uh, issue three. But, you know, I jumped all over and ordered them and then uh, reached out to you, man. Like, well, come on, let's talk about Decimation <laughs> Earth, man. I want to know about your universe. So I really appreciate you jumping on. And uh, let's kind of jump into it. I think before we really get into Decimation Earth, if it's okay, David, I mean, let's just talk about David. Like, mm -hmm. where, where did the passion for comic books come? When did it start in, uh, in your life? I think it started in, uh, like, with a lot, of, a lot of us, elementary school. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember uh, hanging out with a buddy of mine, Eddie Choi. Um, we, we, we had these characters we would draw. And they were all the same characters. They would all have the same helmet and, yeah. and goggles and the same outfit. But the uh -huh. only way you could tell the difference between their powers is the colors you would good. Okay, uh -huh. this guy's blue, so he's either ice or water. Yeah, this yeah. Guy's orange, he's, you know, fire or something, yeah. you know. <laughs> and so I quickly realized at an early age that I wasn't a very good artist. Yeah. And I came more fascinated with the world building and the storytelling. Yeah. Um, I was kind of like the odd one out of the group with my with my cousin and a couple of our buddies. I was more into uh, the team aspects and the uh, military type stories that were told in comic books like Sergeant Rock. I was a big yeah. fan of Sergeant Rock. Um, team Seven, um, Legion of Superheroes. Uh, yeah. I think that was the first comic book I got turned on to by one of my older cousins was Legion of Superheroes. Oh, wow. And wow. I, I remember one of my favorite issues, and I can't remember the hero. It was He was an African-American hero, and uh, he had joined the Legion of Superheroes, but it was a very interesting story because his uh, ancestors were slaves, mm. and they had successfully taken over a slave ship and established a um a civilization and they had became an advanced civilization but during the course of being that advanced civilization they discovered a technology that causes their civilization to fluctuate through time mm, yeah yeah and so it was stories like that that really got me interested in uh the type of stories that i'm writing with decimation earth it's this yeah. whole you know, uh, time jumping, um, mm -hmm. alternate universes, alternate dimensions and strange creatures. And so that's how I got into this is like, I started like writing, mm -hmm. um, stories. Yeah. Um, one of the, not only in comic books, but I also like read 
a lot of dime store novels, mm. you know, and, yeah. like, you know, the, you know, like Matt Rowland books or Phoenix Forest. I don't know if you're familiar with those. Um, <laughs> and then Lord, I discovered Lord. And then my friends in middle school introduced me to Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. And then the Black Cauldron. Yeah. And, <laughs> the whole Greek and mythology. And yeah. so that reinforced my uh, getting more and more into storytelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it definitely comes across in Decimation Earth. And it almost seems like, excuse me, there's like three different stories, right, going on because there's three different timetables in which mm-hmm. we're following, right? You have 40,000 BC, and mm-hmm. then you have like almost uh, 19, as a, like 1928, if I'm not mistaken. And then it jumps uh, to like. Yeah, it's shortly after World War II. Yep. Close to uh, World War One, moving towards uh, the establishment of fascism. Yeah. In that yeah. time period. Mm-hmm. And then we jump way into the future. Yeah. Like 2262 or something like that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> but, the, but the main theme of those three time periods is the main character you see in the, in the future. Right. Exactly. Um, and I'm not going to give a lot away, but yeah, that main yeah, yeah. character plays a lot in those two other time periods. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that first issue really kind of lays the foundation. But like you said, in issue two, you start to see things all come together. And I was like, oh, okay, here we go. But yeah, like you said, let's not give it away. People should go to a concrete comics and then mm-hmm. pick up decimation earth. You won't be disappointed. The art is yeah. sick and uh, yeah. the story is amazing. Especially when you get to, um, like you said, issue two and you start mm-hmm. to see, okay, now we're starting to see how everything's coming together and, and the reasons right. why. Right. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And, and it, when issue three hits, I think you're going to really see us pick up the speed. Yeah. Yeah. In this yeah. story, uh, because it's a 12, it's a 12 issue story arc. Okay. And we really start hitting the ground in issue three and then in issue four, because I've already written out six issues. Oh, okay. It's just, it's just getting in the art and then the last six have already been outlined. Yeah. We already know how it's going to end. Okay. <laughs> if, if anybody is a, is, is familiar with the Lovecraftian cosmic horror. Yeah. You already know how it's going to end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like you already know how it ends. It's yeah. Yeah how it's going to affect your character it's like filling out the details in between right 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 <laughs> right that's awesome man well how did you uh connect with lonzo well that's an interesting thing so my writing partner and barry uh barry newkirk who's a, mm-hmm. my writing partner he's a, a a director a playwright and an actor okay um him and i met at a lego store here in charlotte north carolina Okay. It's actually my wife that introduced the two of us because oh, she was cool. we're at the Lego store. I'm hanging out with the twins. I think they were about 11 or 12 at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and she started having a conversation with Barry and Barry was talking about this animation that he was developing for Adult Swim. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, you should talk to my husband. And that's when we came together and yeah. I had already created this whole world. And he came in and helped guide me. Yeah. Um, with Decimation Earth. But for the most part, for Decimation Earth, I think the story has always existed. I just mm. think it's just a way of getting it out and telling it. Yeah. And I had always been a fan of uh, sci-fi. I mean, if you've picked up issue one, there is a section, I don't know if you read the author's notes in the <laughs> yeah. section of this. So yeah. This is my homage to all the things that I grew up in the 80s and 90s. Right. You know? yeah, yeah. 
Search for Tomorrow, uh, Battlestar Galactica, uh, you know, all the crazy campy stuff that you go back and see now and you're like, wow. (laughs) So that's what helped form Decimation Earth. Yeah, yeah. No, you could definitely see it. Definitely see it. And Battlestar Galactica, man. I was just watching it like a week and a half ago, going back to the old ones, I think on oh, okay. Tubi or something Wilson like that. Or the new one? No, the Wait. older ones, man. Okay. <laughs> the older yeah. ones, yeah. yeah. I, I think on Tubi that you could watch them for free with the, yeah, the ads yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like, man, it's been so long. I better get back into those just for the heck of it, man. And yeah, man, they, they're impactful, right? And they, right. they do help kind of create the foundation for a lot of creativity. And man, mm-hmm. you can build upon that and just go crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. It yeah. is it's an amazing experience. I think for anybody who grew up in the eighties and nineties, yeah, I think you have a wealth of things that <laughs> is very influential in your yeah. life. I mean, for the longest time, our twin boys didn't watch anything on TV other than what we found at like Transformers, GI Joe yeah. and all the old cartoons we grew up on. Oh yeah. Um, I think for the most part, I think that creativity has kind of been lost Yeah, with this type of, uh, where we're at right now i think Agreed. for the most part for a lot of people i think when you look at comic books now especially in marvel and dc unless you have the old guard like chris claremont and some yeah. of the old some of the new writers that still follow in that uh type of storytelling yeah yeah you find yourself a little disappointed i mean yeah. i read an article the other day and this is not dealing with comic but it was dealing about the titans tv show oh yeah and 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 the writers were very disappointed that we had written something really good, but yet from a perspective of the individual who's writing the article is like, you guys are delusional. This yeah. is not the Titans that we <laughs> grew <visualize, laughs> yeah. you know? yeah. and, and I think from a Hollywood standpoint, Marvel movies are great. You mm-hmm. know, DC movies are great, but I don't think they truly have that organic storytelling that you would find yeah. In some of the stories, like uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth, that whole series. Yeah. You know, yeah. You know, yeah. I think it's a perfect example. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're right. I mean, uh, there there is like a, a creativity gap right now in comic books in the, two, the big two. And uh, I mean, it, the reality is if you look at sales per issue, I mean, most of the sales per issue at Marvel and DC have declined over the last year and a half. And if you look at a lot of the movies that have been coming out, um, and not just in DC and Marvel, but just in general, it's a lot of remakes of old movies or like a part two and a part three, which I think exposes that 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 creative element is kind of missing right now, just in general. And like you said, 80s, I mean, I remember seeing Empire Strikes Back in the theater and just blown away, right? I, know, I mean, these, I know. it was incredible, right? And and then you could go on and on, Ghostbusters and all these different movies that were super... I mean, I cried at Optimus Prime in the Transformer movie as a kid, man, you know? So you, you see all these movies and, and they were innovative, they were creative, we didn't see anything like it before. And now hmm. you look at today and our kids and they're like blown away and we're like, that's like the fourth version of that same movie right. that was created right. in the eighties. You're excited right. about that. That's just a remake. And they didn't even do justice, man. They, they added all this other stuff that doesn't belong. And so, right. yeah, no, I get you, but I think that gets to the point of indie comics 
And I mm -hmm. do think indie comics has an am amazing opportunity um, because that creativity is found in indie comics, right? What, what the mm -hmm. big two, and don't get me wrong. I mean, this is not a shot at Marvel and DC. If you threw me on Superman, I might struggle because that's like mm -hmm. 80 plus years of canon. Yes. Like what else do you do with Superman, right? So cool. I get that part and I understand that. But if you want to tell an amazing story and you don't have to be held by canon, um, man, indie comics is where it's at. And a lot of those writers that were so creative that you were mentioning have gone on to do, right. whether it's Substack or or they're creating their own comic, right? And I, I think it's because of that, that creativity is not stifled when it comes to um, indie comics. I'd be honest, I don't think Decimation Earth or Acolyte or any of the other ones make it in DC or Marvel, but you can see the success that it has as an independent, right? Because you're not held by anything. You could tell this story and it's amazing. I encourage people, man, you got to support indie comics because man, the, the best creativity right now in comics is happening in indie. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you say there's like 80 plus years of Superman. There's a formula to Superman. Yeah. There's a formula yeah. to Batman. There's a formula to Spider-Man. Exactly. I mean, yeah. You know, you oh, let's be honest, Batman, Superman, Spider-Man. I mean, those are the three. In that's my, it. Yeah, that's I agree. It, you know? <laughs> that's it. Unless, unless you want to argue rogues gallery, we'll, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll be here all day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, you know, uh, there's a formula, you know, yeah. Peter Parker history and you yeah. got to pull from that, you know, exactly. Batman, you know how Batman became about and you know how Superman yeah. came about. But with Decimation Earth, with yeah. Acolyte, mm -hmm. with all the other titles at Concrete, we yeah. have the opportunity to create stories yeah. with origins that are or not that are organic, that are new, yeah. that are fresh. Yep. Yes, there may be some things you recognize from other stories or other things you see, but that's the beauty of it because that way you can get into it quicker. Yeah. And then we throw a twist at you and you're like, Oh, okay. Now I see where you're <laughs> going with this. I like yeah. it. And I think that's the fun thing about writing. Cause yeah. it's like, I sit there and write and I'll be going on a thing and I'll be like, and then all of a sudden the characters will start talking to me and I'll just go, <laughs> you know, I'm supposed to be going straight. Then I'll yeah. go right. And then my writing <laughs> partner's like, Oh, wait a minute. What if we did this? Yeah, you yeah. got this beautiful story that you told. Right, right, you know? right. That's awesome, man. No, mm -hmm. I mean that's the fun about it, and that's why I I really love in the indie scene, man. I've been able to meet some amazing creators, and it's a lot of fun. So that that connection with concrete, right? So you and your partner Barry, right? You create Decimation right. Earth. Sorry. Is that when you take it to concrete and then present it to the the team there, or this was already in place? So it was an interesting story. So we were looking to uh, go with one of the indie uh, publishers, you know, like SourcePoint or yeah. um, one of those. Mm -hmm. And a gentleman by the name of Dee Murray, who does FTO. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He I'm does his own, his own show, FTO. Oh. Um, we have been a bunch of us here that I work with in the community. Um, Wally McNair, another big artist that I work with. Um, and Danny Quick, who does Ace Blade. Yeah. Um, because we're all here in we're all here in North yeah. Carolina. You know? I mean, Danny's like crazy on TikTok, man. Jeez. I know he's crazy. On <laughs> but uh, we had been watching Concrete, and we were just watching how they were doing on Kickstarter, and we're like, "Look at these guys! These guys, yeah. you know." And then D had approached me. He's like, "Hey, man, I know Lonzo over Concrete. Why don't I hook the two of you up?" 
and see if he wants to bring you on. Yeah. And got on the phone with Lonzo. And Lonzo's like, hey, man, I've seen Decimation Earth. I like it. Why don't you come on over? Yeah. And so that's how it happened. Yeah. You know, I came over to Concrete. Um, and the group at Concrete, it was it was in a very eclectic group. And, you know, it could have been like, you know, it was almost like a Wu-Tang Clan forming <laughs> in comics with that Yeah, group. yeah. You know, you had Lonzo, Jamil, uh, Onaji, Daniel, yep. myself. Um, and that was when I came aboard and it was amazing. Yeah. It was an amazing opportunity. But at the same time, you realize you learn from those creative yeah. influences and you grow. Yeah, yeah. And I think as we continue with Defamation Earth, we're growing. Yeah. And we understand that we for our comic book with concrete we're not your traditional superhero yeah yeah all right i think for our story we don't do capes we don't do mm -hmm. uh tights yeah we're more focused on the characters the stories and the powers are secondary yeah you know these aren't your traditional superheroes they're more gritty they're more rugged they're mm -hmm. not out necessarily to save the world more than their reality mm -hmm. they're more about survival yeah yeah, yeah, no, that definitely comes across, and, and I think it's refreshing too. I mean, I, I love a good superhero um, mm -hmm. comic book, but yeah, I mean, some of these other worlds like uh, Decimation Earth, right? It really makes you think, and it's there's a lot of depth to it too, which I, I think a lot of readers want, right? Uh, things could become a little superficial when it's kind of the same story retold with a different cape and a different, you know, mm -hmm. pair of tights. Um, mm -hmm. But you get into something like that and all of a sudden there's like another level of depth. And I think that's what people are looking for. Right. Um, and I think it delivers too um, as you. well. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoy the first two issues, you know, like as it should, um, mm -hmm. it leaves you in a spot where you're like, come on, man, we're, <laughs> I need three now. <laughs> you can't end it like that, bro. <laughs> yeah. well, that's how it's supposed to, right? I mean, that's not a shot yeah. that that was supposed to, but I'm like, okay, I definitely want more now. I definitely well, I already know what got you was that twist at the end. You, yep, didn't, yep. See you didn't see that coming. Did you not know? see that coming at all, man. I didn't even see it coming when I wrote it. I was <laughs> like, right. And all of a sudden the character's like, I want to do this. And I just yeah, went yeah. with it. I'm like, wait, what the hell's going on, man? <laughs> I know. And, and, and then and then when I when I described it to Sean, yeah. Sean, that one scene, I think you know what the scene with the yep. cigarette flick. Yeah, yeah. He did that perfectly. Yeah, he did. That. <laughs> and the walk-off. I love yeah. the walk-off of that. Yeah. <laughs> but the ending, I could I could I could definitely, I was like, oh, some people are gonna be mad at this ending. Yeah, and yeah. They, like, they, oh man. <laughs> Well, that's awesome, man. So, you know, Decimation Earth, you're an issue two, three is about to drop. Um, how are you dropping that? Are you guys doing a Kickstarter for three? Yeah, we're going to do a Kickstarter for three. Okay, we're, good. We're so people should be looking out for that, right? Yeah, we should be looking out for that. Um, I just actually spoke to Bernie this week and he is doing some more layouts on, okay. um, on the art. And the beautiful thing with working with Sean and Bernie is they are very meticulous in the way they want to lay out the, uh, the storyboard as I give them. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the things when I, before I start getting into comic book writing, I started reading Michael Bendis's yeah. uh, how the write comic books. I read everything that I could to understand the industry and how to write. And yeah. one of the things that stuck to me is I think it was either Bendis or Jeff Johns. I can't remember. It was, it was someone said yeah. that, when you write your 
lay it out for the artist, you want to just give them a thumbnail sketch. Yeah, yeah. You want to give them enough to play in the world. And that's the wonderful thing about with Sean and Bernie. I've given them enough to play in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was like, this is the format. This is what I see. Go. Yeah, yeah. Because as an artist, you don't want to have every little detail told. Okay, you're going to draw this one this way. They're going to wear this. Yeah. You're going to put their hand here. You're going to have them do this. Yeah, yeah. And and the artist also sees things that you don't see because like when we, sure. wrote, when we handed one over to Sean, there was a scene in one where the characters were going through a motion of, it was either one or two of them looking over a cliff and then coming down, looking for the survivors. Oh, and, yeah. And Sean was like, okay, look, Dave, this is going to be too hard to do. He's like, we gotta, we gotta cut it a little bit, and you gotta give your readers the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And th- and that's the thing about comic books, you have to be able to suspend time for them, mm-hmm. so they can say, okay, a person walks through the door, and he's here now. He's sitting. Yeah. Right. You can't yeah, just yeah. Like, okay. Panel one, he walks through the door. Panel two, he turns. Panel three, he starts to sit. Panel four, now he's sitting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. unless you can have dialogue all the way through that, yeah, the yeah. Gonna be like, it's like it's like a bad horror movie where you're like, really? <laughs> I you saw it coming from a mile away, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can you just open the door already? You know? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a really good point. And th- there is some really good uh, information out there. Uh, Bendis, I mean, Jeff Johns, I think, is one of the mm-hmm. top echelon of writers. Um mm-hmm. I mean, you look at everything he's touched in the DC uh, world, man. It's mm-hmm. incredible. So, yeah, those are good people to learn from. But I, I learn from a lot from the indie scene too, man, because right. everyone has a unique style, and you start to kind of pick right. and choose, like, oh, I like that, and how he did this or she did that, and yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, man. And I'm sure you get a, a lot of that kind of support within Concrete as well. Oh, I do, I do, I do. Yeah. Um, but you brought up a good point. The indie scene is where I really got into. Mm-hmm. in the 80s and 90s indie scene was like image right yeah and then you yeah. had all these like other small publishers yeah like yeah. malibu comics yeah and, malibu yeah <laughs> yeah malibu comics and a couple others and i got more into them yeah dark horse at the time was a, wasn't as big as it was right and right. it was brindle that i really loved mm. my cousin like collected all of brindle and yeah. i loved brindle and yep. then young blood was one of the comic, uh, comic books that I really got into along with yeah. Team 7 and then the Wildcats. Wildcats yeah. too, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if, uh, if, if, if I was given an opportunity to write uh, any title that's out there with any of the big publishers, I would choose an obscure character yeah, or an obscure yeah. title. Something yeah. where I can have a little bit of history, but I could run with it and create in that world. Not yeah. Superman, not Batman, not Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, none of the heroes, Thor or any of those, but some yeah. obscure character, you know, maybe like, was it Pasty Pete or whatever his name? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Pasty Pot Pete. <laughs> I, I, I would love to write that character. Yeah, I could yeah. do so much with him. You know, I mean, it'd be funny, but I could have fun with him. You know? Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah. No, that'd be yeah. awesome, man. Yeah. I mean, image, uh, you know, all those guys that came from Marvel changed the game with the image, mm-hmm. right? And they really, not that there wasn't an indie scene before, because there was, but it was, I mean, Marvel and DC were just 
I don't know what the share of the the comic book market was at mm-hmm. that time, but it was huge, right? And then all of a sudden, Image became this huge threat. And you know, I still consider them an indie comic because it is all um, creator owned, mm-hmm. um, but they're huge, right? They're they're pretty big. Yeah. But man, I think what has come out of uh, Image, like like almost branches out of a tree, is concrete. You got uh, Dream Fury. You got you got all these different, you know, smaller comic book companies that are popping up and they're making a lot of noise. I mean, you see the success, like you said, of the Kickstarters, that means there's a, there's a population out there that want those stories and they're not finding them anywhere else. And I think that's super exciting. Yeah. Cause you, like you said, you got, there's Godhood comics, there's strange. Yeah. Godhood. Yeah. Stranger comics. Yeah. Um, you've got Danny. Uh, the fourth wall, right? Yeah. And then you've got uh, Concrete. And, yeah. it, and there's enough room for everybody out there. And I for think sure. this is golden age for indie comics. Yeah. I think I this think is so. age for everybody in comics because I think everybody's gotten tired of the gatekeeping in the main mm-hmm. industry. And, uh, and like, it's hard to break into there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but it's in the independent world that you have more freedom. Yeah. To write. Yeah. There's no one looking over you saying, hey, you know, uh, why don't you change this idea? That's not in line with the X-Men. Right, right. Never do that, you know? Yeah. Um, And and, and that's just my um, interpretation. And then I don't have anybody that is really giving me grief about a storyline. Yeah. Like, you know, when they did the House of X and that whole storyline? Yeah, Everybody yeah. was like, oh, I'm not feeling that. Yeah. I'm not feeling how that's going. Um, why is Professor Xavier all of a sudden this, this badass? He's no longer in a wheelchair. He's wearing yeah. his helmet. And, yeah. You know, it, you, you don't have to worry about breaking from the mold. You can break all the rules as a oh, yeah. You yeah. could do whatever you want with your characters. Like Lonzo with Acolyte. He can do yeah. whatever he wants with Acolyte. Yeah, if yeah. Besides, Acolyte one day is going to become a villain. He's going to become a villain. You yeah, know? yeah. You can't, you can't do that with Superman. You could do that with Superman, but I probably probably only last four issues. Yeah. <laughs> then you would have to redeem him. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know, you could do it with Batman, but then you would have to most likely be an alternative Batman. It couldn't yeah. be the traditional. Like an Elseworld type thing, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, nah, that's very true. So uh, you got Decimation Earth. You got a twelve part series. Anything mm-hmm. else that you're working on, even outside of Decimation Earth, or yeah, are you just totally focused on that for now? Well, I'm also working on a project with a new label called Grimcore. Okay, and that's from Daniel Cavolo. He was part of Concrete. He now has his own label, and it's oh, okay. Just, and we're now and that label focused mostly on horror. Oh, okay. So, yeah, and so horror and um, dark noir. Yeah. Um, so I've written a book for him. Nice. Uh, the Tomb of the Dead. Um, Tomb so, of the Dead. Yeah, Tomb of the Dead. That probably won't come out until next year. Okay. Yeah. Um, and what and was the we, What was the brand called again? I'm sorry. Grimcore. Grimcore. Yeah, Grimcore. Grimcore. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah people need and, to look out for that then. Yeah, you need to look out for that because he's putting together a whole talented group of writers that are going to come and artists who are going to come over here and solely fake, uh, focus on that. So it's more like you're going to have, you know, this is where you're going to have like your your Fre- Freddies and your Jasons and your Michael <laughs> Myers and all the traditional horror. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, that was fun because Tomb of the Dead gave me an opportunity to originally Tomb of the Dead was written for one of our characters from Decimation Earth. Mm-hmm. But when Daniel formed Grimcore, he had asked, hey, can you I want to work with something with you over here? Yeah, yeah. And I had this on the shelf. And I said, well, I've got this one over here on the shelf that I wrote for one of our main characters, which is Paris. Um, I had spun off and started working on a single issue, a single idea for her. But I was mm-hmm. like, I can tweak this in a way that it would work with Grimcore. And it was fun because I got to break away from doing Decimation Earth for a yeah. while and got to play more with new characters. And it's more of, you know, I think it's going to be three issues and that's okay. it for that one. Uh, yeah. Two of the Dead. And then I have another project that's kind of, it's under wraps right now, secret that I'm working on. Uh, nice. I don't want to give any details on that yet because we're still, yep, yep. We're, work, we're hammering out the script. We're working on the uh, character development and, and the art. So uh, I think in the next couple of months, I'll be able to drop a, a line to you and let you know more about that. One. So I've got right those, I've got, and then I'm back on Decimation Earth. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, so three is done. For the beautiful thing where I'm at with Decimation Earth, I've got six issues written. So yeah. I've got time to work on these other two projects. As a matter of fact, tomorrow I'm meeting with Barry and we're going over Decimation Earth to make sure we've got everything lined up for nice. the next from the sixth to the rest of the 12. Very good. Very good. That's, that's super exciting to to see a finality of something that you've created and it's got to feel really good too, right. To know where the story's going and you've kind of got a lot of it done and it's Mm -hmm. got to be a stress reliever too. It is, it is because we know, we know how decimation earth is going to end and the way we're going to end it, it's going to end in a way that, Hey, you got your 12 issues, boom. Or if you or someone who's a big fan of decimations are, I want another one. I yeah. need to know. Yeah. You come back with another 12 or six. Yeah, exactly. Wrap up yeah. That world, you know, <laughs> and, and, you know, and I think decimation earth as it continues, it's going to get even better. I mean, there's a whole yeah. host of characters. If you've seen those on TikTok, there's yep, a whole yep. host of characters we have not introduced yet. Yeah. Into yeah. That world, you know? yeah and it's, and it's exciting. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. What else do you want to leave us with, Mr. Uh, David? Anything else? Any final thoughts? Anything that uh, you want anybody to know about? Uh, I know you gave us some really good hints on what's coming. Anything mm-hmm. else? There are other couple projects in the pipeline that are out there, <laughs> but I, I don't want to. I don't want to drop those yet. Um, no, 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 don't do it yeah, then. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the beautiful thing about what I want to continue to do is write. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, you know, I want to write my own, uh, you know, Decimation Earth, but I also want to write for other publishers, other small indies. You know, yeah, I've been yeah. fortunate where a couple of people have approached me and say, hey, come over and let's work on this project and you help write this. So yeah. that's the part I love the most is the writing part. Yeah. And yeah. working on other projects and developing other characters. Yeah. And, you know, um, you never know. There might be a huge crossover in concrete with between yeah. Decimation Earth and acolyte odina and everything i mean yeah. that's been talked about a lot people have yeah. asked for it yeah, but yeah. One, you know we just milan's and i've talked about it but we just yeah. haven't hammered out the ideas yet and yeah. you know it, it may come first where lonzo does the whole crisis on that side because right 
Decimation Earth itself sits in a pocket universe separate from the main concrete universe. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it, it may happen. We never know. We never know. <laughs> yeah. Never know. But you have that ability, right? I know yeah. Lonzo, when we were talking, he had mentioned about maybe, he said it's most of the characters within concrete are within the same universe. Mm-hmm. So that possibility of bringing them all together for something big certainly mm-hmm. is there. And I have to imagine, right, with all the different, uh, like branches in concrete with all these different characters eventually right you got to bring them together man they're just right it'd be amazing it'd be amazing you know because lonzo and i talked you know decimation earth and luna sit in one universe Mm. yester fate sitting over you so our three stories are over in this universe and then you got this main universe yeah we we had talked about we could do our own infinite crisis yeah yeah. i mean infinite crisis like changed everything for me man (laughs) i know i know (laughs) stuff for the wb version which was trash yeah yeah but all the old school stuff oh my gosh man i know and it's and it's funny because when you go, because I have the whole uh, the whole trade of the first. Oh yeah, trade. yeah. I think uh, I don't know if you can see it down there at the bottom. Yeah, I see it. I see it. Yeah, back there. In the- yeah, yeah. Man. Like, yeah it's, it's funny because when you when you go back and look at it and you hear some of the the history behind it, it was like DC Comics used it as a way of getting rid of a lot of characters. Yeah, they had to clean things up, right? <laughs> clean things up, but then next thing you know, the next crisis happens. Some of these characters are coming back, and then yeah. The new, yeah. This last one, I think it's Dark Crisis. Is it Dark, Dark Crisis? Crisis is the last yeah. one? That's the yeah. one I'm excited about getting. Um, so I don't yeah. know if it's out in trade yet. I, I think it just I'm not sure. Up. Yeah, yeah. Nah, for sure. For sure. I mean, those are those are very impactful, uh, especially the old school one from the 90s, man. Sheesh. Right. Yeah, yeah. It changed everything. You didn't see characters yeah. die. It didn't happen. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> then you're dying. You're like, what the hell? I know. Uh, <laughs> well, awesome. David, I, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you coming on, sharing your story, talking about Decimation Earth. Anyone listen to this, you got to go to Concrete Comics and you need to pick up Decimation Earth. Two issues already out, third one on the way. Um, and then you could follow uh, Decimation Earth on, uh, I think, everything, right? Instagram. Yeah, we're, on, we're on TikTok. We're yeah. on Facebook. We're on Instagram. Yeah. Um, TikTok is where we have fun putting together videos and yeah. all kinds of stuff. Instagram, you'll see a lot more art. Yeah. And before I go, for I, I think of course. Be, uh, for those who want to pick up Decimation Earth, I think they need to understand what Decimation Earth is about. Yeah. Um, so Decimation Earth is set in a universe, I guess you could call it a Lovecraftian universe, mm-hmm. where a former soldier has to save the world from the return of the great old ones. And there's a lot of time jumping involving this one individual as he tries to prevent the return of Cthulhu. And we deal with a lot of social issues within that storyline because if anybody's familiar with Lovecraft, he was a racist and he kind of, um, his characters kind of portrayed that. So like if you were black or brown in the story, you were either a minion or you were uh, uh, or stupid that worked for the, for the, the cults that wanted to bring back Cthulhu. And then you had the highly educated white individuals who were in control. So when we came about with Decimation Earth, we flipped it on its head to give more of 
black and brown and marginalized individuals the opportunity to step forward as the heroes to combat these creatures. And these creatures represent a lot of things. They represent systemic racism. They represent um, uh, hate and, and, and fear. And how does it, and it also touches into reality when you realize your reality is not what it is. How does one mentally comprehend the existence of these creatures that are just beyond description, you know? Because if you ever go on YouTube and look at some of these creatures, you're just like, how did this come out of someone's mind? You know? Yeah, I mean, that's an amazing topic, um, how you kind of flip the script, right, from what normally takes place to where Decimation Earth is, mm -hmm. ensuring that, uh, you know, marginalized, African-American, brown, those type of folks could see a hero within the comic. And I think concrete really is built around that, right? Is, yes. is having a, an, an African-American, um, non-white heroes kind of be at the forefront because there is a lack of that in, in specifically the big two, right? And mm -hmm. so, and I think it's created an amazing opportunity, David, for companies like Concrete to come forward to fill that gap. And you can see people are reacting to that because they do want those heroes, those heroes that look like them, that they could relate to that from a cultural standpoint, understand what they're going through. And I think I thought what you had said was just beautiful, man. And and if you if there's anything else you want to add to that, I mean, I think that's incredible. Yeah, I mean, to go to a Comic-Con. So the first time we were all together, Yep. It was at Atlanta Comic Con, I think it was uh, pre-COVID uh, or post-COVID. I can't remember which. Um, mm -hmm. But to sit at a table where you have black and brown, Latino, yep. um, and to see young adults, adults, and children come to our table and flip open the book that are black and brown, yeah. LGBTQ, you know, people that are marginalized who don't get picked up because of their ethnicity, sexual origin, or their skin color, and look in a comic book and see heroes that reflect them. Yeah. To see little kids brighten up. To see little girls buy books about strong black and brown Latino females or, or whatever yeah. is an amazing experience. And I mm -hmm. think is if you look at the main two, you see that they're trying to do that, but mm -hmm. at the same time, Superman is the face yeah. of, of DC. Uh, I would argue Spider-Man is the face of Marvel. Yeah, you know? and, I would agree with that, yeah. And let's look at Batman. I'm a Batman fan. Yeah. But what is Batman? He's a rich millionaire whose yeah. parents were killed, and now he has the means and process to rid the world of crime. But... In reality, if that happened to so many kids or in this world, mm -hmm. given where they come from the community, would they have that ability to do that? Yeah, Can they yeah. identify with that situation? Right. I mean, yeah, we've got milestone comics that have that have come along and done things that, that, For sure. that yeah. have been brilliant. I mean Yeah, I mean Icon, I mean, right? He was a lawyer, he was super yeah. wealthy and yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And he was a conservative Republican. Yeah. Uh, you yeah, know? yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, my, out of milestone, my favorite was Blood Syndicate. Yeah, you know? Blood Syndicate is dope, yeah. Blood Syndicate. <laughs> but I think we have an opportunity as indie writers to yeah. use our voice to share with the world, to yeah. create diversity. Um, and, you know, you'll hear this a lot of time from, like, uh, Dennis Conway and some of the, mm. the, the other writers that are 
black and brown within yeah. the community uh minorities like growing up i loved all these heroes yeah. but there wasn't any heroes that i could identify with right, you know? right. Yep. there wasn't anybody that looked like me and right. i think everybody needs somebody to mm -hmm. motivate them and yeah. have an equal voice and i think that's what we do with decimation earth and i think that's what we do with concrete yeah i think and that's you know i think you know as concrete goes it's going to be successful with that yeah right. um you know so i think and, and especially the subject that we write the world that we play in with um decimation earth which is mm -hmm. a lovecraftian world yeah and everybody yeah. you know and everybody looks at lovecraft and says and I've seen it on YouTube during my research and when I'm reading, someone's like, you know, well, Lovecraft was a man of his of his time. Eventually he would change. It doesn't matter mm -hmm. what you think. It's what he wrote and how yeah. he came across. Yeah. And yeah. the beautiful thing about you being writers, that we can take something and we can change it. Yeah. And we can make it more positive. Yeah, and yeah. We can influence, you know, and, and, and build that following. Yeah. And I think that's important. Yeah. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree with you more. And, man, you're feeling a void is what you're doing. And uh, people are reacting in a positive way. And I think that's amazing. Um, I think everyone deserves to have a hero that they could look at and say, yep, I could definitely mm -hmm. be that person. Right. Right. I definitely could be that person. And that's yeah. the one thing I wanted to create with Gideon. I didn't want to make. And, you know, when I sat down mm -hmm. with my co-writer, we're like, when we're looking at the characters I had developed, we were going through, okay, we don't want these guys OP. And for, for your listeners, OP means overpowered, you mm. know, omniscient, like Superman type characters. Yeah. We didn't want those type of characters. We wanted to base their abilities and powers more to dealing with the situation at hand. It's like, oh, Superman's one of the most powerful characters in the DC world. Right. You know, I just finished watching an audio um, on TikTok where, um, I forget the creator, but he was he had collected all the audios of the Justice League, Batman, Superman, where they're fighting Lex Luthor, but they're overmatched and they can't win. I mean, you got Wonder Woman, Flash, Green Lantern, Aquaman, and Batman, and you can't beat these machines. Yeah. We got to go find Superman. Right. You know, and in the Decimation Earth world, there's no one single individual that can save the world. Yeah, yeah. It, it well, it's a combined effort to do mm -hmm. that, especially when you're talking about the way Cthulhu has been created, the yeah. mythos about that. You know, if you know, if you were to match Superman up against Cthulhu, I don't think Superman could beat Cthulhu mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because it's supernatural. Yeah. And, yeah. It's, and Superman's weakness has always been magic in the supernatural, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's an exciting time to be yeah. a creator right now. I think so. I think so. Where could um, people find you? So I think like the Atlanta Comic Con was what about a month ago, maybe three yeah. weeks ago. Um, so I, is there anything coming up where people could come and meet you? Unfortunately, um, I had back surgery February first. Oh, sorry um, to hear that, David. Yeah. yeah. So I am. I'm. I'm up and moving, and I'm on the mend, as you can see. But yeah. I probably won't be doing any Comic Cons. Maybe until I was hoping for the hero con in june okay but i i don't know if i'll be my body will be up to doing that so it probably yeah. won't be until late winter sometime that i may do one or two cons yeah. mm -hmm. but um if anybody wants to reach out to me and contact me you can 
shoot me an email or uh, you can reach out to me on our IG Decimation Earth IX um, TikTok Decimation yeah. Earth, I think it's Decimation Studios yeah um, or on Facebook which is Decimation Earth as well yeah um, so I won't be on the circuit this year unfortunately uh, no I hope you uh, hope you recover a hundred percent man back surgeries are a little funny you know so you got to yeah. be real careful man you don't want to mess with the back. <laughs> No, no. no. I mean, yeah, I mean, if people see me, they see me moving around, but I'm yeah. probably about forty-five percent back. Um, yeah. You know, it was it was a it was an interesting thing, you know. <laughs> but the time as I'm healing is giving me time to write and and experiment. Yeah, with, yeah. With the world, and you know, I can't wait for us to talk about your world at war i mean yeah. i'm excited to hear more about that so we'll, we'll yeah. spend some time on that once we're off screen here talking for sure about for sure yeah. yeah yeah no i try to keep this all about you my friend no, i appreciate that yeah 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 i got my own tiktok that i'll do to kind of talk about my stuff but right. i just love the indie scene i love meeting new creators and and new companies and you know i'm, I'm finding new like brands all the time oh well, yeah you we're you out scratch there. the surface and like dude i'm not even close to scratching the surface yeah, I mean, if you could find someone to bring all the indies together and give them the opportunity to create yeah. and distribute your books, yeah, it would give, it would change the comic book industry yeah. hugely. And, Very and much, what yeah. makes it so hard for us indie creators is that we've got to go to Kickstarter. Yeah, we've yeah. got to raise the money, and then when you look at the Kickstarter, we've got to not only do we got to pay for the artists. Well, for me, I got to pay yeah. for the artists. I got to pay for the letter, you know, I got to pay for the colorist yeah. and then I got to take that. And then I got to raise the money to do the printing. And then I yeah. got to raise the, and, and then I got to give rewards to those individuals who donate <laughs> to the Kickstarter. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you know, a lot of people don't realize how much it costs to do a comic book. It's expensive, man. It's very expensive. And, and yeah. you know, it's very expensive. I mean, we were fortunate before we came to concrete that I had a, very close friend that I grew up with that came in and paid for the first issue of Decimation Earth. Nice. That's and, then, awesome. and then we went for a Kickstarter from there. Yeah. But yeah, it's a very expensive uh, endeavor. And I think when you look at all these artists, you go to these conventions, they're out there hustling. Yeah. Yeah. Showing their art, showing yeah. their books, showing their where. If there was some way that everybody could come together and help finance all these people as a collective yeah. yeah the indie scene would just blow up and i think the mainstream comics would have a hard time yeah because there's more variety out there yeah yeah you know it's like you know yeah. like there's your your title and then there's another title that i follow on TikTok. i can't think of its name and then mm -hmm. there's stranger comics got good comics uh you've got a uh, concrete with its titles yeah. Yeah. um there's third eye um there's so, so many, many uh, there's so many. so many out there <laughs> you know and it's fun going to these conventions because oh let me let me get decimation earth well then let me get yours and you're like yeah. oh my god this is great man oh yeah, you know yeah. you find all these wonderful characters and stuff yeah yeah I mean, no for sure yeah 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 no it's a lot of fun man and I think we're in a really good spot right now uh mr david because uh, i think indy's where it's at my friend I, I think so too. I think yeah. it's only going to get bigger and it's going to grow. And I yeah. think you're going to see indies, you know, 
doing some of the things the main state, the main comic books do. You're going to see people creating their own statuettes. You're going to see people yeah. creating their own action figures. You're going to see individuals like, for instance, yeah. um, I know it's an image, but now you have um, Bitterroot, which is now mm -hmm. on the scope to become a movie. You're yeah. going to see, and you look at Netflix, you look at Amazon, and you look yeah. at them. They're they're looking for independents yep. to work with. You know, yeah, it, yeah. I believe Stranger Comics got optioned. Their book got optioned by HBO. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think people want that variety. Yeah. You know. Agree. So it's an Agree. exciting time, man. Yeah. No, I mean, there's been a few people like Mark Miller has really mm -hmm. paved the way for independence. You know, he sold Miller World to Netflix, and now they're making all of his comics into movies and stuff. Um, you just need someone to kind of carve that path, and that way, everyone else and I. You know, I was talking, you know, with Godhood, you know, they're working on something for the antagonist. And yep. I mean, that's all you need is a, a few of these comics to be picked up, thrown on Netflix and exposed. And I think you're going to see the indie scene explode even more yeah, um, because so the too. stories are amazing. So we just need someone to break through, man. And I'm hoping it's someone at Concrete, man, because you guys got some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, we do. And I'm hoping Decimation Earth is one of those books. Yeah, absolutely. I think it can be. Yeah, for yeah, sure. I think, it, I think it definitely can be. And I think yep. it can either be an animation or yeah. it could definitely, animation wise, we could do so much with Decimation yeah, Earth. Than we for sure. In live action. Yeah. But it could be a live action as well. But yeah. Decimation Earth, if, let me tell you, if I could get Decimation Earth as animation, I would have Michael J. White do uh, yeah. <laughs> voice Gideon. In yeah, a heartbeat, yeah. you know, but <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah, see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. No, I think animation is a, a really good entry level. And, you know, anime and everything animation is on fire right now. So it could be really good for the brand, too. Yeah. Um, anime. When you start talking about some of those creatures that you were talking about mm -hmm. um, in Decimation Earth, man, animation is a. It's without having to use a CGI and stuff like that, it could be a really good way to, for those to come to life, man, because I think those would be difficult. Because those characters are crazy looking, man. I mean, if you look at Sunken City, the video game, the way yeah. they were able to yeah. do those creatures in there is just yep. amazing. And if we could yeah. do it that way, or mm -hmm. if we could do it anime-wise, yeah. Destination Earth would blow up. I think so. I, I, I think have so. no doubt it would. Because yeah. we could do more with computer animation or regular anime yeah. with the characters and the creatures, and we could do more with the effects. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. then somehow we got to find a, a company that can do action figures for independence because it's extremely oh. expensive. I mean, you know, some of the things that I've looked at just in the past out of curiosity, I'm like, how does someone afford that, man? It's just crazy. It is. It is crazy. Yeah. I mean, we, we talked about doing it. And I mean, we did. We do have one figurine at Concrete. Yeah. Yeah, we Acolyte. Find, yeah, Acolyte. We were able to find someone that was willing to partner with Concrete to yeah. do that. But at the same time, if you want an action figure, uh, the cost for there's individuals out there who do it, but the cost is ridiculous. Yeah, it's like thirty thousand dollars just to get started. Then whatever the cost is per figure after that, and then they have minimums. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're like a, an independent, right? You're selling, I don't know, 
a thousand comics, right? <laughs> You're not going to drop 30 grand and then buy a thousand action figures, man. You'll be sitting on those for the next 10 years, unless you get some kind of a, an agreement with Netflix or something like that to pick right. up your project. <laughs> right. Cause you know, you and I know going to comic book conventions, you can come with some cool stuff. Like we oh, have yeah. created boards for decimation or we have yeah, skate yeah. decks yeah, that yeah. We've created for art. And right. I remember people coming up to the table going, these are awesome. These are great. Oh, uh, you know, it's yeah. like, oh, hey, check out this. Uh, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll come back around. It, it's just that you need yeah. to find some way of getting your book out there and growing your fan base yeah, yeah. and building the brand in the indie market in order yeah. to sell those actors. Because look, look, look behind you of all yeah. your stuff, you know, DC and Marvel's got it locked down right they now. They got it locked down, man. Yeah. Locked down. Yeah. Oh, McFarlane right. changed the game for everybody. Man. Oh, yeah, he did. His, yeah, he his, changed his, the game. Ex, oh, his way of doing his toys is amazing. I mean, I even have, I've got his halos. Oh, I started, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I started collecting his halos. Those are dope. And, and it was weird because I stumbled across them at Toys R Us and they were over on the discount rack. And yeah. I'm like, why are these over here? These are so awesome. And I just start yeah. buying a couple of them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. They changed the game for sure, man. But right. well, David, um, I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. My friend. Um, it's been a pleasure. I hope this isn't the last time I would oh, love no. to stay in contact. And, you know, as issue three comes out in the Kickstarter, let us know, man, we'll push that out to, you know, all of our followers as well. Cause we want, we want to see uh, issue 12 come to finality and uh i can't wait to read three so i could figure out what the hell's going on after <laughs> after issue two man it left me in a weird spot man i'm like oh come on i know i know <laughs> and i know it left you in a weird spot but that's the beauty of what decimation earth is yeah yeah you know i think for us uh as you know growing up as a kid and i'll end it with this you remember those old cereals you would catch on like access tv yeah out of yeah nowhere, like <laughs> where you see the train going over yeah. And you're like, no. <laughs> uh, and then you had to try to figure out what time that was coming back on because you can yeah, see yeah. how it did. Or, or the old Batman and Robin when Robin and Batman had that pendulum swinging over. It was like, yeah. oh, Batman and Robin escape, change it, you know, come back at this time, that time, same bat channel, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. No, I love it, man. I, that's how it's supposed to end. That's how it's right. supposed to end. You, you want to leave people hungry, right? Right. Definitely hungry. Yeah, yeah. All right, Mr. David, thank you again for joining us. Uh, David Rucker, um, creator of Decimation Earth. You can pick up his uh, comics at Concrete Comics. Thank you for joining us. Really uh, uh, an amazing pleasure. And we'll talk soon again, my friend. All right. Thank you for having me. All right. Thank you. Yeah.